Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Congan Water have an answer for you. When you call 800-494-8685 or visit Conwater, that's K-A-N-Water.com, you can learn more about the Congan Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Congan Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into nine countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Congan Water machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass produced water filter. While Kangen water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong, while its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Kangen water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on Kangen's alkaline water exclusively, but even without a plan, the water will help help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's K-A-N-Water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Oh, so good. Well, hello there and welcome Joe again to your regular Joe here with you on this Thursday. You know what that means, a Freedom Friday Eve, but also the simple celebration. We've done it. We're four-fifths four of the way through another work week. Also means we're only 40 out, 48 hours away from Bags for Bravery, celebrating our great veterans raising funds for the Desert Veterans. Looking forward to hanging out with my partner, in, well, it's not really in crime. I guess it's partner in beanbag turn, turny effort. Are you going to come? I didn't even ask you if you're going to swing by. You should swing by uh, and see. It's quite an event. There's, I think, I think there's still a few slots left if you wish to sign up a team to compete. You can find out all the details. Go to regjoeshow.com. R-E-G-Joeshow.com. You should go by each and every day. There's so much there. Don't don't cheat yourself. The life is too short. We've got plenty going on. We have the battle at the border. Trump and Biden both visiting, each claiming the other is a political stunt. Yet, well, what does history tell us about that? Yesterday, Joe Biden was talking about crime and safety in a forum. He seemingly forgot about the out-of-control violence at the hands of illegals. Didn't even mention Lake and Riley by name. Also, how do we secure the border? We'll talk about that. Hunter was smug, and the Supreme Court said they'll take up immunity in much more. But first, it is seven minutes after the hour, which means right now, as we speaketh in Lake Tahoe, it is 6.07 a.m. In New York City, it is 9.07 a.m. In London, 2.07 p.m. And right now in Taiwan... It is 10.07 p.m. That is your new and improved Biden Crime Family Time Check TM, the regular Joe show, brought to you as it always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure that one can't possibly claim ignorance. Somehow they were unaware. They were not informed. Nobody let them know 
about the true nature of the depth and breadth of scum and villainy that is the Biden crime family. So look, we're doing that job. I know it is a heavy, heavy burden, but we carry it each and every day at the top of each and every hour to make sure you know about what they do to trade influence for money. Those just a few of the examples of the locations that they DBA as the Biden crime family. And, you know, speaking of the Biden, we always try to tie something into our Biden crime family time check. Uh, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday morning, right? Senator Ron Johnson out of the great state of Wisconsin. He was on with uh, Fox Business Network's Mornings with Maria Bartiromo talking about the role that Brandon had in the Biden crime family. Of course, the smug, and he was smug, Hunter Biden came out flashing his fake teeth. Uh, no, I, look, I don't have anything against falsies. Uh, you know, sometimes my father had, uh, um, uh, what do they call them? They weren't dentures. They were well, false teeth. You know, he literally had to pop them in and out. But that wasn't because of his crack addiction, though. My father, that is. In the case of Hunter, it's a little bit of a different story. So flashing those bright whites purchased at the, you know, by the Ukrainians and the communist Chinese, among others, to act as though he was walking on sunshine after giving his deposition yesterday in front of the Joint House Committees investigating the impeachment inquiry to his old man, the big guy, Joe Biden, Brandon himself. But Ron Johnson was answering the question about, well, I mean, what exactly, what is the tie between, is there a tie between Joe and Hunter? I thought he summed it up quite well. Cut 10. Well, first of all, he's lied repeatedly. Why do you lie if, if you uh, have nothing to cover up? Uh, President Biden is the Don of the Biden crime family. You know, oftentimes the Dons kind of sit above all the, the criminal activity that occurs, but they're fully responsible for it. It was his name that they were peddling. It's, it's you know, his position that uh, garnered millions of dollars from China and from Ukraine and from Russia. Uh, he is the head of the family. He was fully aware of it. He lied about the fact that he w was aware of it. And so, I mean, I think he's completely complicit. I think he's completely correct. And I, by the way, and I just want to say as the resident partial Italian, because I don't believe anyone else uh, on the team is partially Italian, so, or any part Italian. Charlie would like to be, but in, he does not have, he's, what is it, 100% German? Is it or, or mostly German? What, you don't know? I mean, he, he, half German? Okay. Well, that's still, but no, no Italian. Well, then as the resident Italian as part of this show, I am not offended by in any way, shape, or form by the use of the term Don, because it's a great and accurate description, uh, which reminds me. So just a short little little side, side talk here before we get to the good news. Uh, so my last name, Giganti, there's often been discussions when we were growing up of whether or not there is any connection to our from our family to the mob. I mean, because it's it's a common question in in Italian circles. And of course, there's the infamous mobster Vince the Gin Giganti, who is like I think my father's second. I always get the whole second or twice removed or whatever. But they're cousins. It's, I mean, I know that much. Uh, but in a conversation that that only occurred. When I was an adult, so understand, I'm the youngest of eight boys. There's 20 years approximately between my oldest brother and I. So there's a lot of years that there was stringent denials 
that there was ever any connection. And as we got into adulthood, my father died when I was very young, so he wasn't able to comment on it. And my my 100% Irish mother swore there was no no connections whatsoever, although we, we seemingly thought, thou doth protest too much. And in a moment that when we were with some of my father's family and my mother was present and the question came up again, some things were stated that let us know, not, not again my immediate family, but that there was, there was whatever, cousins and so forth that were, in fact, in, in New York, my family was from Pittsburgh, this part of the family resided in New York, that were, in fact, involved in organized crime. And the defense, at this point, desperate to try to, to convince us that there was no connection despite the, the preponderance of evidence now in front of us, the phrase was used. That, no, that was just numbers and racketeering. <laughs> and to which we said, that was organized That's what it was back then, was running numbers, racketeering. Anyway, it was just, and, and the best part was then she said, well, you guys just don't understand. Everybody did that back then. And we're like, no, no, everyone did not. That was not a way of life. It wasn't like, oh, we collected bottles and turned them in for some extra, for some extra cash. And when that didn't work, we just ran some numbers and did some racketeering. That's not exactly. It just it was a very funny moment because, again, we had no direct ties. So it's not like, you know, some terrible, terrible truth was unearthed. But just all the years of evading a serious straight answer came to a head when it was finally produced. It was like, no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't the mob. It was just numbers and racketeering to which we were like, well, what what do you think was one of the mainstays of of the mob back in the 20s and 30s and 40s? Of course, they had ran, ran alcohol in, you know, when that was banned. But anyway, it just it was a very funny, funny part. So but with all of that being said, no way, shape or form. Am I offended with the use of Don? This is how we can get around these things. Most some might be crippled by Senator Johnson invoking such a harsh term as Don. But it's, I mean, it's, it's exactly what they were, and it's a great example. Which, by the way, there's a there's a restaurant I learned in New York, and I'm trying to remember the, the it wasn't, um, it's not Patsy's. That's where Frank Snotch used to go. It's a steakhouse not far from the UN. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, this, oh, Sparks, Sparks Steakhouse. Uh, I went there when I was on a trip to New York, and what I didn't know was that the chin had ordered a hit of, of a customer walking out of Spark Steakhouse years before I ever got there. But again, same last name. So when I, it's a very interesting experience when I dined there. Just I think they thought there was a closer familial relationship than there was. Uh, but it did work to my advantage to a very nice set. I was very well served that night. Everything was very perfect. And uh, anyway, fun little stories. All right. So on all true, that's the craziest part about it. The guy that I met with, the friend that I was meeting with in New York, he knew when he chose the place. I didn't. So it was kind of a little bit of a setup on his part to have a little fun at my expense. He also was an Italian. So he was he was relishing the because I was so confused. I'm like, why? I've never been to this place. Why is everyone acting like I'm their favorite customer? It was very it was very odd. But anyway, good to know when you want to get a nice steak. Not the cheapest steak in the world, but a very good steak. So I'm just putting it out there. Now, what else is going on in the world? We have good news. We did a video about this yesterday. We're going to get into it deeper 
in the show, which is Mitch McConnell's on his way out. Now, I mean, the bad news is it's not instantaneous. I would have preferred if he just stepped down now. Uh, But there's advantages to him not stepping down at this point. Uh, Some say, look, the handwriting was on the wall when John Thune came out and endorsed Donald Trump uh, just the other day. Mitch McConnell has finally come to realize that his days are done. We'll have him speak to that. Now, one of the great advantages to him not leaving, I think, is whatever happens with the Senate, which the Senate is very much in play in terms of numbers. If I'm not mistaken, it's like 30 seats in the Senate. I got to get the exact number. It's a huge number of seats. Very unusual to have this many numbers, this high of a number of seats coming up in an election year because they purposely stagger them. So this could be his great hurrah. You know, he finishes strong and takes back control of the Senate. Or they continue to whimper along as they have, which would be par for the course for him. So by him staying on through November, it makes it hard for him to try to claim it was somebody else's fault if they don't take back the Senate. That's just my quick uptake on it. But there's also another piece of good news. I don't know if you're aware of this one or not. So I want to make sure that you are. This is from the center square. Three House Republicans, Lee Stefanik, New York, Richard Hudson of North Carolina, and Andy Barr of Kentucky are proposing a piece of legislation that would restrict the use of a merchant category code to track transactions for firearms and ammunition sales, which I think is very good news. The implementation of the MCC, as it is commonly known, happened September of last year by the International Organization for Standardization, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, paused the implementation, and Hudson said he questioned it from the outset. A release from Hudson says the proposal would, quote, preempt California's newest attempt to single out and surveil law-abiding firearm and ammunition owners, end quote. News broke last week that American Express, Visa, and MasterCard were planning to go forward and start tracking gun store purchases in that state. In a release, Lawrence Keene, National Shooting Sports Federation Senior Vice President and General Counsel for the Firearm Industry Trade Association, said, quote, the Biden administration has already proven they cannot be trusted to respect the private firearm transactions of law-abiding citizens. Without a warrant, federal agencies collected federal, uh, excuse me, financial information on private firearm and ammunition transactions to create an illegal government watch list of gun owners. Representative Elise Stefanik's legislation would rein in federal outreach, excuse me, overreach, to use the private financial transactions of law-abiding citizens against them for political means. That is how you do it. I mean, this, now, I mean, they got to pass it. they got to make it into a law. But the bottom line is, you have to go tit for tat, and you don't have to hold back. There's absolutely no excuse for such a database and in, in, in overreach by the federal government. It should be smacked down with maximum force, and that's what these three members of the House appear to be trying to do, and that is good news. The regular Joe radio show.